cup coffee in here, please. You're listening to the Hoffy Coffee Cast with Reese Bolton and Reese Jones. Come on, get some coffee. Want some coffee? Okay, this guy needs coffee and cooler stack. Oh my god! Oh my god! So I tried out this. Um, there's this new like snooker bar, like opened uh, near where I live. Okay. So me and my mates went there. It's actually pretty, pretty cool. Like he got like, um, like you know, we've been to so many pool bars and like the way the pool, the pool tables are placed, it's like so awkward. Like it's so so awkward angles. Yeah, I think that's like a prerequisite. Yeah, but this this one is actually it's like six pool tables and it's like well pool. I mean, it's more pool rather than snooker. Yeah. Uh, but you got pool, you got darts there, you got Sky Sports and stuff like that. So it's pretty, pretty good. And obviously the the prices are pretty good. <laughs> and then um, it's so funny. So like obviously, my it's the first time me and my mates went there, and my mate came went to the toilet, came back, and was like, "Oh, um, you should check out the toilets, Reese." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." So I went to the toilet, and it felt like they've obviously built they obviously furnished the place and stuff but they haven't really furnished the toilets oh christ 100 so you go in and there's like no tap and there's a sink but it's like water so you idea is you wash your hands in the water yeah and then there's urinal and then what happens is then obviously you know (laughs) this is a grim but you know the urinal obviously like the water the, the piss goes into like this little hole at the end of the urinal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It goes into a bucket, which is un- oh under my the urinal. Oh my God. Right. Where so, is this? I'm not saying don't, where. Don't it, name no, it. But is it in Swansea, do you say? No, it's in Patalbert. Patalbert. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying where it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually quite a nice place, but it's like a. It's a nice uh, place, apparently. No, it's a really nice place, but like I saw like. um, I just saw like the bucket urinal, and it, and it was like. Literally, it's like his buck. This bucket is full of piss, and I'm like, I could literally just grab this and chuck it at people. It's just literally <laughs> full of piss. And what the fuck? It's like the, it's the most grimmest thing. I'm just like, yeah, what? that is that is absolutely grim as fuck. <laughs> I'd say any place that has a piss bucket in the urinals is uh, pretty well, uh, bottom. Well, no, no, they got urinal. You piss in urinal, but it goes into his hole at the end of the urinal, but goes into his bucket. So there's no Holy actual shit. pipes that goes anywhere. Is this oh just in god. the bucket? It I've is... been in some dives and that. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> takes, is that a cherry on top of the cake? Is it? Yeah, that is just that is grim. That's Grimsby. Oh my oh. god! It's actually a nice place. I'm not gonna lie. But then I also ordered gin and, ton- gin and lemonade, and I was kind of given like a judgmental look. And I was just like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 I, you know, you can't order gin and lemonades. Yeah. Uh, in we don't take kindly of those folks around here. <laughs> God, it's, it. like, it's, it's like, oh yeah, but like real men drink beer. It's like you want to drink <laughs> lemonade. Like... God, see, I love that. <laughs> coffee, beer, it is. <laughs> I said coffee, beer, coffee, beer. God, sake. Seriously, it's just uh, like I do like those places. Though. They, I'm, they, they I'm, have got some character to them. They do. They they do. It's a sausage fest as hell, but like it's uh <laughs> yeah. But basic. Uh, but but yeah, basically, I ordered the gin and lemonade, and like I was just like, you know what? If I just drink pints, I'm gonna be bloated, and I'm gonna be like really drunk. 
gin and lemonade usually is, is fine because yeah and yeah. also also it helps my hangovers next day because of having a lot of sugar during the night yeah so you know when i wake up then my sugar like craving isn't as bad hmm. well i mean you know you are like you're re- you're refreshed the every time you have a, a gin and tonic, yeah you know yeah. Whereas, yeah as you said like beer can like make you bloated i can't drink gin and tonic anymore because i drank so much gin and lemonade it's kind of it's like the taste of tonic now i'm like nah <laughs> i'll have to disagree i i tonic is the best whoever drinks gin and lemonade is pretty psychopathic i'm not gonna lie <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you, you know it's like there's people who just you just you know you, you go out on night out with them and all they drink is shots and you're like yeah you're, oh my god you're, yeah yeah you're, you're, you're almost like um like i think it's an american thing like that's been like imported uh here it's like people have like baby guinness yeah like uh and, you know and, and it's like if you have it as like a shot it's sort of like i, I, find, I don't know how to describe it i, I, I find if you have baby i think the whole the whole concept baby guinness is a bit stupid because like why are you doing like I, i'm not a big fan of downing pints like i just feel <laughs> that's just me i just feel like it's a bit kind of like well not gonna lie like can i just enjoy uh you know i i guess i'm so boring but like you know, oh, I literally bought myself a pint and now I've got down it. And it's just like, for God's sake, you know, like if it's like a, a vodka or something, it's, it, I don't know, it just feels like down in pints, just grim. Yeah, it, it is pretty disgusting. And but baby Guinnesses, what makes Guinness so great is it's such a chill drink. But if you like having baby Guinnesses and down in it, it's just, uh, it just kind of ruins it, to be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm not that particular on no no just baby Guinness in general. It's like I don't know. I kind of like a pint. So yeah, exactly. Just, go for, go for a pint. Don't get baby Guinness. Like <laughs> oh my or god. Don't have or don't have Guinness. Oh, I mean, so judgmental, but like you know, the worst is like you go in somewhere and you're like, oh, let's have a pint and, and let's down our pints and go. And like we literally got it five minutes ago. It's just like. I, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as, as we were in uni, I think it was a bit of, like, a rush, you know, because you wanted to, like, get to, like, a few different venues, didn't you? Yeah. Because, like, ideally you wanted, like, to get, like, to, say, I don't know, like, a club or something by the end of the night and not having to, like, queue up for, like, stupid long. So I, I, I understand, like, you know, back in, back then it was a bit, under, you know. But I, now I know that I can actually, like, I like I know that, like, if I have, like, for example, if I had two pints and then, like, a shot tequila... Yeah, I know that. Okay, I need to calm down now because I did that on uh, Friday, <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, "It's half six. I was like, "No, I need to like, I haven't eaten actually properly today. I need to go <laughs> calm down a bit." <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't just, we don't just drink coffee on this uh, podcast, by the way. That's why it's called. Uh, that's why episode's called. Wait, wait we don't. No, that's why it's called Drunkachino. You don't get drunk on coffee, do you? I, uh, I mean depends how much you have i suppose well coffee to get drunk off <laughs> yeah have you ever never tried that you've never lived well technically if you're having what's what's um what's the drink that's got coffee in it and it's alcoholic what you mean like irish coffee or something yeah you're technically drunk but also having coffee so yeah, yeah. you could you technically can get drunk on coffee. It's it's like you are like you're wired because of the caffeine yeah. and you're also getting drunk as well. It's pretty crazy. Okay, we, we just spent seven minutes talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> um Hey, I mean What's well, your boat? <laughs> I guess. I mean if we if we're doing drunk achievements now, we may as well start by talking about drink anyway. Um Yeah. 
So, um, because you know, Sunday morning is like half 11, I'm not drinking yet. So, um, <laughs> yet, yeah, yeah, you wait until 12, right? <laughs> are you actually, are you, are you doing anything for tonight for bank holiday? Because obviously, uh, yeah, probably, talk. yeah, I, I probably won't go like stupid, sort of like. I don't know. I probably won't go like out, out. I'll probably just go like local and have a couple. I don't really fancy. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old. I don't really fancy going anywhere. So like, again, you know, it's just, it's just, it just gets so like it just gets it just gets so <laughs> rammed for the people. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. People, old, middle-aged people who've not working tomorrow, getting drunk is actually not uh, great. Yeah, I, yeah, that's pretty. It's bad. always it's always pretty. <laughs> it's always it's always a bit of a nightmare not a lie <laughs> um but um yeah hey everybody welcome back to another episode of the Coffee cast where we talk everything film tv video games and conspiracy theories of course i'm your host reese bolton and i'm your host reese jones and today we are doing as i said earlier doing jocchettinos uh number nine and we thought you know what? We're doing so much talk about comic books, films recently. Let's go back and start rewatching some really bad, um, reviewing some really bad comic book movies. And I thought <laughs> Daredevil would be a good place to start. So we're reviewing Ben Affleck's uh, Daredevil came out 2003, um, directed written by Mark Stephen Johnson. Um, yeah, and basically this is how not to do a, an adaption of Daredevil. Or a comic movie in general, so we're going to be reviewing that, and we're looking forward to talking, discussing it. It's uh, it's a pretty, uh, as it's bad, but it's also a pretty funny film. So, funny bad. So uh, yeah, you can find us Instagram, Instagram.com slash Coffee Coffee Cast, and my Reese's main accounts at Box Ninety Seven and Reese B Jones. Follow us on Facebook at Coffee Coffee Cast and on Twitter at Coffee Coffee Cast. Give us a like, share, follow, and a review if you enjoyed the episode. We'd be much appreciated. Now, um, now talk about let's talk about some uh, news. We have a lot of news come out today this week from Comic Con. Um, I was surprised Comic Con was on this year. I uh, I know, I think San Diego is still going ahead. I think so. We're going to get obviously when that happens in July, we're going to get a lot of um, news for that but like today this week there's so much going on it's like okay this you know there's so much news it's like what what do we talk about so uh yeah like um are you been following any comic-con announcements at all not really no i i, I didn't even know it was on <laughs> I, I, honest. I, i've literally just been following just like twitter and people just posting like updates and stuff and then yeah so it's been some very um very interesting uh announcements we'll, we'll go through so uh, i think obviously the first one we should talk about talk about is um we all knew this was going to happen anyway the batman 2 is in development with uh matt reeves and Robert patson returning um that's that really was all all that was basically said oh yeah and zoe kravis is returning as well that's all the details we have so far um so yeah we knew batman was going to you know, Warner Brothers were not going to pass on a, a sequel to the Batman. Uh, it's you know, it's arguably one of the best. I'll say it's the best bat. Yeah, arguably, since the Dark Knight is probably the best Batman film. It's made a lot of money. It's got a huge cop following, and the way that kind of Matt Reeves' vision is so distinctive in terms of how it's it feels so different to like the DC films come out before it. And the Marvel films came out before it, so you know, 
I'm glad they're making a sequel. But it's not just a sequel. They're making, obviously, a, as I said, a Penguin spin-off. They're making an Arkham Asylum spin-off. They're making like a comic book based on year one of the Riddler. Nice. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's so cool. They can expand the universe a lot because they know that, you know, it's such a Gotham. It's such a, you know, it's a, the world of Gotham is just, it's, it's something that's it's, it's been done so many times. There's always something you can, new you can add to it. Yeah. And with this Gotham, I always just get vibes of like the Arkham games. So having more set in that in that uh, world, that that, that 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 version of the city, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, some other news to talk about. I mean, we've had obviously uh, missions possible. The um, The, the the title for Mission Impossible Seven and Eight was has been announced, and it's Mission Impossible uh, Dead Dead Reckoning Part One. <laughs> what do you think of this uh, uh, title? I I kind of like it was a bit like, uh, but I mean, I, I I don't really think like they put like a lot of effort into the names. I think it's more sort of like you know like action and stuff. So like you know Mission Impossible was it Rogue Nation Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, I, you know, we have nothing to go by just by this name. Only that it's going to be in two parts. So yeah, that's already gonna, it was already going to be planned to be in two parts anyway. So oh, really? Was it? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this one, Mission Impossible Seven, is coming out I think July next year because it was delayed again. And then obviously Mission Impossible Eight: Dead Reckoning Part Two will come out in June twenty twenty four. Apparently, this is going to be like the last films with Ethan Hunt in it, so... Oh, no way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they can always carry on, because this franchise has always been popular. Yeah. And in terms of the spy kind of espionage thriller films, it's always found a way to kind of stand out from, yeah. you know, stuff like James Bond. Life uh, finds the, a way. Yeah, yeah, the Bourne, <laughs> uh, the Bourne films and stuff like that. Um, apparently there was like a trailer that was shown in Comic Con, Cinema Con, which shows uh, crews getting to fights in Venice, the Vatican, on the train in the desert. And apparently there's a big stunt in the movie, but obviously we haven't got it yet. So um, I feel like some of these trailers that they shown in um, Cinema Con will be revealed while we're through screenings for big blockbusters or just in general on YouTube. So. Uh, I mean, I loved the last Mission Impossible film. I think it's one of my top yeah. films of 2018. It I loved great. the, I loved the the action. The, like it was the, you know, just the everything about it was like it was really well done. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, especially that fight in the bathroom. That 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 was a brutal yeah. fight. That was that was done so well. Um, and uh, so obviously as well, we've had our. Um, Title for Avatar 2 coming out end of this year. And I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. lie, I, I'm not gonna lie, this is probably the, the most generic title I've ever seen of a of a film for a while. It's called Avatar the Way of Water. And yeah, it's... are they trying to be like Avatar or something? Yeah, oh, I'm not gonna... damn it. Right, I just said that without thinking. Are no, no, you like the last day better. It, this is gonna be set apparently on, on the on like the 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 seas of the water part of like of Pandora. Right. Okay. Um, there's the, there's revealed some some like they reveal some shots from the film, some like uh, images, and I mean it's, it it looks like this like the three D looks like 
really good. But end of day, it's like it's been like what, like thirteen years since the last yeah. one, and I'm not gonna lie, like Avatar, it was such, it was a, it was a right film, but it, the, the the plot wasn't that amazing. Like I didn't come out of it thinking, oh my god, the plot's amazing. Obviously, these films are amazing. They know the plot isn't gonna be the greatest. Great, so they push the whole 3D technology exactly, at yeah, it as yeah. well. The tech, tech, like but then that. I'm thinking, like, do we is 3D that big anymore? Like, yeah, will they used you, to push it, it around then, didn't they? Yeah, but will it like will people now go and see? Like, obviously, I know cinema, cinema tickets are expensive in general now going up, but like in 3D ones are going to be expensive. So, like, and also, you know, 3D is you know, it's kind of like it was a big thing, like ages ago but following avatar but now it's just it's not yeah i mean unless they make it like a big sort of like blockbuster thing that like i don't know they put it into the marketing you know how you know all like this trailer is only fully appreciated in 3d you know and all this yeah yeah you know to to actually like full um I don't know, take advantage of like the marketing gimmick of like, so, oh, you know, 3D's back, baby, and all this stuff. So, okay, this is coming out December the 16th, this year. Then we've got Avatar 3 called The Seed Bearer. All oh, right. That sounds terrible. Yeah. That coming out in series titles just seem so generic, isn't it? Like, yeah. it just seems like, oh, the, the flight rider or whatever it's called. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. so oh, it's, it's like the, um, you know, the Crimson Guard or something like that. You know, it's just, yeah, uh, that's coming out on December twentieth, and then you got Avatar four, the Tolkien Rider. Um, that's coming out in December eighteenth, twenty twenty six. Then we have got Avatar five, the Quest for Iwa, which comes oh, out that's, on December that's the twenty. The name of the god, isn't it? Yeah, this comes out on December twenty second, twenty twenty eight. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know if it's bad. I don't think all these films are gonna be made. I feel like it's just. They they're gonna see what's gonna happen with Avatar two. If Avatar two yeah. doesn't make the thing is like it's not gonna make it was it currently it's resumed it's it's regained its obviously status as the highest grossing movie ever made. The sequel is not gonna make that. So yeah. how are they gonna make define that by kind of a, a box office success? And these films are gonna be quite expensive because of the whole three D technology and all that. It's just I don't know. It just feels like they're really going in making five sequels to this to this one film. Like if if this if this came out like two two to three years after, then I yeah, think exactly. people watch when it. The hype was there, yeah. But you know, superheroes, superhero movies are the you know the the money, you know the the money making ones now. Like, mm. it's just, you know, it's just, I don't know. I I'm not really fond of. These Avatar sequels. I haven't really, I haven't really been following it to be honest. Um, I'll wait to see what the trailers are. Apparently, the trailers could be released alongside Doctor Strange screening. So I don't know. But I mean, it, we'll it, see. I, when I when I first watched it, I was really interested in it. But now I'm just like, okay, I, there are some like there are some better films that come out instead. Like you know. Exactly, and, and all you can if you shove people 3D in people's faces and people are like, oh my god, this is like visually great, but then that's all you can do. Like, um, though that's what I gotta say on that. To be honest, I mean, I, I'm more become annoyed the titles just didn't seem that interesting. Like, <laughs> I don't blame you, honestly. No. It's just, they're just crap. 
I know. So uh, we've got um, a first image of David O. Russell's new upcoming film, um, Amsterdam. Uh, if you don't know David Russell, he did... Um, he what, what did he do? Sorry. Uh, he did he did American uh, Hustle. Uh, he American Hustle. Really, really good film. He did Silver Lines Playbook, uh, The Fighter... Um, he directed Joy, so he's a really he's and also his films always have amazing ensemble casts, like mm. ridiculously great ensemble casts. And this one is gonna be, I mean, from the image we've got, is we've got Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John Dane Washington, but also in this film, we've got Rami Malik, Chris Rock, Zoe Saldana, Annie Taylor Joy, Michael Shannon, Taylor Swift. Timothy Oliphant, Alessandro Nivola, um, Andrea Rise Oboro, Mike Mads, and Robert De Niro. Um, and this is going to be set in the 1930s, and it's about three friends, a doctor, nurse, and attorney, who become the prime, prime, prime suspects in a murder. So um, I'm looking forward to this. This has obviously got Oscar written all over it, but it's just a cast that looks so good. Yeah, it's probably, I don't know, I would say one of the most impressive ensemble casts yeah, I've yeah. seen in a while. It's so. like, the look at those A-list actors and stuff. Like, it's incredible. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. I mean, obviously, they showed a trailer at CinemaCon, but I want to see, uh, um, hopefully, if we see, we see a trailer soon as well. Uh, also, they have, um, they announced Venom 3 as well. Oh, yay, Venom. Venom yay. 3. I can't wait for that. They um, should bring back Andy Serkis for direction. At least have some consistency the, when filmmaking. Is... They haven't said anything about who's who's come back to the director in it. Ugh. I mean, it's like, I'm waiting for, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe like Craven the Hunter. Let's see what that's like. And if not, I've given up on the whole, like, <laughs> Sony Spider-Man villain gimmick. Because, you know, if anybody, like, I don't know if anybody actually saw uh, Morbius, but I don't know. That looked pretty shit to me. And also, there was a kind of sneak peek at the upcoming Dungeons & Dragons uh, film uh, called Honor Amongst Thieves. Now, now I don't know what this film is going to be about. And obviously, it's Dungeons & Dragons, but... You know, the nerd in me, I'm, I don't know whether they're going to base it on any of like 5e stuff or whatever, or it just could be generic, just fantasy film that has Dungeons and Dragons slapped on it. But the cast looks good. I mean, you've got Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, Reggie, John Page, Hugh Grant. So it's an interesting. Um, I see Hugh Grant playing some sort of mage character. Probably. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Um, and another news, obviously, uh, we had our, um, we've had, we had announcement that, uh, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi is in development. So do you know yeah, about sure. the, Tales of Je- the Tales of the Jedi? I've heard of it, you know, like I, I knew they were going to do something called this, but I have no idea what it's going to be about. So I thought isn't it set in the um, High Republic? Ah, oh, right. Okay. Oh, that'd be that'd be interesting then. 
Um, oh, it's Legends timeline. Uh, oh, cool. Okay. Is it, oh, it's based on a Dark Horse comic series. So it's the it was the monks, the first Star Wars stories that fleshed out the ancient history of the Jedi Order and their war with the Sith. Mm, okay. um, That's interesting, too. Yeah, Tales of Jedi is largely set 4,000 years before the era of the movies in a time when the ancient Jedi Order is at war with the Sith. Uh, Night's Soul Republic is set around that time, isn't it? Like, yeah, a yeah, thousand years before. Yeah. I mean, this looks good. It's going to be an anthology, anime anthology series. So, what? Anime? Of, anfo- an- animated. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Now, what? I, I, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, if it's like an anthology, it's kind of like what we're doing with Visions, where it's like one episode focuses on one thing and then another episode focuses on another. Yeah. I feel um, that's more that's more natural. That's how like yeah. that's how you should deal with um with legends. I d- I don't hope I do hope they do make a nights of an old public TV show or film. I don't want to tell I'd be like this is all you get in from that era. <laughs> it's like an animated yeah. anthology series. Like I think that that's the problem though, really, isn't it? They don't know how to like properly deal with uh, Star Wars, especially like Legends continuity. We shall see though. Hmm. Oh yeah, but um, that that's what was... Uh... And also, we'll probably get some more news for Star Wars Celebration, which is coming up in May, I think. So, they're going to have a lot more Star Wars announcements. Hopefully a trailer for Andor. Mm, yeah. um, maybe a trailer for Soka. Uh, or Mandalorian Season 3, Companion Rast Vat filming. Maybe some more announcements on some more TV shows or films. Hopefully it's good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's that. That's that's it. That's it for news. To be honest, for um, uh, so do you want to go straight into talk about uh, Daredevil? Yeah, cool. Right. So yeah, Daredevil two thousand and three. So um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Where to begin? <laughs> have, you, have you watched this film before? Like, yeah, I really liked it as a kid. And now looking back at you, are just like... I, fuck, I hate it. I hate it, yeah. I mean, y- yes, you know, we've seen sort of like the MCU, well, you know, let's call it, yeah, the MCU, like the more modern take on it with, you know, um, the Netflix series. With, I- I'd say a more pure sort of like um, adaptation of the sort of like character. There's a better adaptation in general, but I don't even like... I, I don't even know what this film was trying to be. It it hurts me to think, think about it. I think the way because I've I've watched Nostalgia Critics review of his film. Yeah, because he does so much of like obviously reviews of really really bad movies. So, and obviously I listened to some of um, the Cosmonaut um, YouTuber. Um, okay. He does he, he did a review of um, I think the Cosmonaut. The Cosmonaut Variety. Uh, I can't remember the rest of his name, but like uh, he did a review of it, and it's, he said he, he said it's pretty bad. And I feel like what this film trying to do was this is pre Batman Begins and post Spider Man Two, Spider Man One. Mm. So this is set. This came out two thousand three. Before before that, you had X Men. Uh, two thousand two thousand came out, and that kind of was just like the start of like the modern kind of 2000s kind of um, yeah. Marvel films, you know, superhero films. It kind of took it to the next level. 
But a lot of people now say that Spider-Man, Spider-Man came out in 2002, basically made like started the kind of dawn of superhero cinema, I like proper. Yeah. And a, fi- a lot of films then tried to copy what, what made Spider-Man good, but kind of change it in his own way. Obviously, yeah. and then you think about this, other films came out before that. You had like, um, like Dark City came out as oh, well, yeah. and that was kind of like a dark kind of comic book film as well. So it's like, so I think what Daredevil 2003 was trying to be is trying to be a mix of Spider-Man, 2002 Spider-Man with Dark City. And it mm, just doesn't yeah. work because it, what Daredevil basically is, is film, it's basically become a cliche of 2000 superhero movies, yeah? Yeah. And it's um, and it's really only until Batman Begins where we see that superhero movies can be done really well in like a dark tone. Mm, and yeah. Daredevil, I feel like Daredevil, it can't be like a, it, it can't be like done in the same way as kind of like... Um, spider-man or you know all like guardians and stuff like that it can't be kind of a light kind of like fun adventure yeah like yeah. obviously there's moments where those films are a bit dark but like you know it's on par with say batman begin batman yeah, yeah. daredevil yeah. it's a blind um it's a blind uh, lawyer who fights crime as daredevil in hell's kitchen probably a lot of people say one of the roughest areas in new york um, and he's fighting against, like, you know, this brutal, brutal man, um, you know, Wilson Fisk, who controls, you know, who controls so much territory, territory and, um, you know, basically controls, controls the district. And it's just, it's about this clash between, like, Daredevil and Wilson Fisk. And it's like, a, it's, it has a good bloody, it has a good dark, because if you, you know, if you, if you read the Frank Miller version of Daredevil, it's just, yeah, it's 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 so brutal. Like it's 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 and it's quite it is quite depressing and <laughs> yeah. And what's and I feel like what Dead this film does does it it tries to make it kind of angsty alongside dark. Like it it's they're basically trying they're saying that okay, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire Team Choice Awards, him and Kirsten Dunst, Best Kiss. You know, yeah. we, we want to make this okay. We need we need superheroes need to be aimed at a teenage, you know, uh young adult audience. We need to kind of like you know make it kind of hip down with yeah. the times and stuff like well, that. They wanted to like appeal to like oh you know the people who like bought the comic books and all this crap. Yeah, and and it it gets to the point where it becomes like you you're making Daredevil like a kind of a teen draw like adult drama for teens and it shouldn't be that's <laughs> yeah and it and and but what i love about the tv show it just does, it, it knows its audience and it knows it, it has no limits it can go to that kind of it can really exploit like like the tone and the content of daredevil yeah because that's why it works so well on um on netflix and that's why a lot of people say the first season daredevil is a lot of people say it's the best superhero tv series ever like mm. all the you know even you know regardless of what you say of season two season three was really good but people always remember season one as like yeah this is like how you make a dark comic book uh adaptation on the, the small screen 
big screen we had it with like you know the Nolan trilogy but in a small screen it's it's Daredevil um and I love Daredevil and the, the way it's just like directed the way it's cho- the action is choreographed and the way they really flash out Matt Murdock uh you know Wilson Fisk Foggy Nelson Karen Page and all that in this film it just it's just the way it's just directed the way it's kind of the pacing is just awful and the choreograph is awful as well it is mm. it, it's it, it becomes like you, you can never take it seriously yeah. i'd say um it, uh, i think we were talking about this when we were um we did the matrix episode it it's very much um it tried to emulate as you said like the sort of um sam raimi films but then also it tried to um I'd say I'd, I'd go so far as to say plagiarize the sort of action sequences seen in like the Matrix, because yeah, especially when um, Matt is uh, fighting Electra, like in like the I don't know, like outside like that playground area. Yeah, when bear in mind, like she thinks he's a blind man, he throws up his cane, like, <laughs> and then like he catches it then when he's like he's he's there like in his fighting stance, and she's like, oh okay, that was just a, a blind man just did that. And it's like the comedy falls flat, and it, it's really it is, bad. It, it, is, it is. And as you said, yeah, like the 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 choreography, like fight choreography, especially was, I I'd say the only sort of uh, fight choreography I liked was the kingpin um, fight right at the end. But yeah. that's like, but but even then, like we don't get much of it because we get that really stupid like the the computer graphics of like the the, the water on um on the kingpin's face. It, it, it does make it's sense. Really bad. It's like okay, he's blind, but he needs to have water in order to see people. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's, it's so much done stuff. I mean, I remember the part where like he beats up the bullies, like young Mac Murdock, and one of those bullies is actually, um, oh, what's his name, Anthony Soprano uh, from um, Sopranos. Um, oh, to, you know the the kid, the Tony Soprano's kid uh, from the show, and um, it, it's it's. And he does like a, a back, he does like a back kick on like one of the kids. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I don't have the young Matt Murdock learn that. But apparently, you know, if you're blind, you've got now, well, you know, you know karate, you know how to do the, all that. The problem like, is, like, I remember, um, I remember seeing it. I think it was like, it was called Spider-Man versus Daredevil. It was basically like part of the old like Spider-Man animated TV series. They did like, oh, you know, I think it was like a one-off or like a part of the seasons where he meets daredevil and daredevil goes into a massive like um like sh- thing about like his backstory and i think that's what they were trying to do with this film like they looked at that animated series they're like oh yeah let's just adapt that because they include a lot of the details except for stick because stick is the, the reason why daredevil is like yeah you, you know but he's the one who trains him yeah but yeah, without stick, like we see him, like um, you know the 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 punching bag. So I forget what it's called, but like um, boxers use it sort of like um, to get like a uh, timing right. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, enhance technique. Well, yeah, he does that, doesn't he? And because of like the sound, he 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 realizes how to do it, and then like, he can balance on things. Like it's it's really stupid. I I, I find it just weird how like so apparently he he's always hearing things, which is a bit dumb. Yeah. So he has to go to sleep in a coffin. Now, yeah. we stupid. always, me, you, we hear things all the time. Yeah, we don't sleep in coffins. We just go to, to normal <laughs> bed, and it's it's a bit kind of it's 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 really it's really dumb 
but then he put he turns up he put music on full blast to hide out the yeah it's um i think he's try, trying to be, meant to be like in new moment he, he does like the, it's the same thing i think it's like in the accountant as well because um isn't like the accountant oh i think that's that's um th- uh, ben affleck as well yeah right? yeah he, you know, I think he, he, it's really bad, but like really badly portrayed. But because he's like, uh, I think he's um, autistic, he tries to like in newer sort of like pain and like different like senses so that he can focus more. It's really fucking stupid. It's very like, does it, it make sense? Because if Daredevil can hear everything going on, like, <laughs> yeah, well, Professor X can un- read the minds of everybody, like, and Professor X is able to, to sleep normally, you know, he's not like. Like never in the X Men films do they say that Peter X is kind of this like he can he's never he's 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 always like distracted by like reading people's minds and stuff like that. It's never like that. He chooses to. Yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Like um so yeah, it's it's it, it doesn't make any sense why like he does that. But what People could turn around and say, "Oh, this film, you can't take this film seriously." Yeah, it's you know, it's trying to be like kind of a, a corny superhero yeah. film and stuff like that, but make it dark. But I feel like it was actually trying to be serious. But Spider Man at least has some kind of like it makes sense why Spider Man would like you know be able to do like kicks and stuff like that. And he's actually got he's got he's got superpowers. I he's got superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Matt Murdock is blind and he's got senses. Doesn't mean he yeah. knows how to do like somersaults and stuff like that. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. And like, and technically, like he wasn't like you know, it 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 doesn't it doesn't make. I mean, he's actually he could actually, he could technically still see anyway. Yeah. Well, he's, so it's it not, he's do- not really blind in like the comics. He's just his his, his senses are enhanced. It just so happens he can't see. He's, he's, he's basically just blind, not even blind though. Well, you know, you know, like echolocation, like you can basically use like echolocation, like you know, because I think that's what was good in the series was because like it shows that not even like his hearing is is super. You can you can like smell like um someone like a couple of like stories down. You can smell his like cologne. What like smell when an attractive woman walks into a cafe? <laughs> That is so creepy. I know, I know, yeah. If you look at that scene where he introduced Jennifer Garner as Electra, and he basically goes up to her and he and he basically starts flirting with her, yeah. And she she basically rejects him. Yeah. He gets really annoyed and he just he just stalks her. And I'm well, like, that's, that's like a um, a really weird like um holdover of like old comedy, uh, old comedy, old like Hollywood, where yeah, like the the protagonist is rejected by a, an attractive woman. And then they instantly become more attracted to them because of the rejection. So it's like, you know, the play playing hard to get shit. But it just looks it's really so bad. <laughs> also, this is about the time when Ben Affleck was apparently back around this time, Ben Affleck has been kind of accused of sexual harassment as well. Uh, what if it was like around this time? Well, I think it was when he it, it was it was during his early years. I think it was it was post um what uh good goodwill hunting. Uh, oh, so of, yeah, when he time. when he became like famous, yeah, 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 yeah. So it would been like Arm- uh, when was Armageddon like ninety eight or something? Ninety seven, I think. Yeah, so it's just yeah. like in those years where like he became like yeah, like the the heartthrob sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. so so <laughs> okay, it, 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 so watching this, he kind of be like okay, and obviously that's this is not actually Ben Affleck doing it himself, but like the way it's kind of like 
literally this woman's like i'm not interested in you and basically he just he just follows her like it's so it's so <laughs> yeah. creepy isn't it and he's he, he used it's like a guy he's like oh i'm blind but like i use like to pick up women and stuff like that it's just, <laughs> yeah so, it's so it's so it's so weird it's so so strange um also i'd say this ben affleck can't even play a blind man like he said he spent a long time preparing for this Ugh, but yeah. he can't play a blind man he just he just looks like ben affleck just puts on this pair of blind person's glasses and <laughs> tends to act blind but he, he can't like what what charlie cox did so well with matt modok is he did his so he did his whole research yeah yeah to be blind like he spent yeah. so much time being to be you know being yeah like well he, he did it tastefully as well didn't he yeah yeah and so you're watching it and you know that he's like you know that, like he, 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 he's doing it, but he's not doing it as disrespectful to blind people. Yeah. Like, um, I, I have to say as well, like you know the who, like when he, he, um, he throws a loop. So it's like he throws like the when they're in them. Sorry, when they're in Foggy Nelson Law Office, he throws like the basketball, <laughs> and it like it, it's like, um, what, what do they call it? Where it's just like there's no backbone; it just goes straight through, straight through the hoop. Yeah. You know, like a, perfect, a perfect shot. Yeah, yeah. It's like, doesn't Foggy, like, clock on at all? <laughs> like, what this the hell? Fo- I, I, this is so interesting. I just, I don't know in this film how Foggy knows about Matt's powers. Or well, not. He, no, no, he's, he's oblivious, isn't he? Yeah. It's so, like, uh, yeah. It's... <laughs> he, he, he's just meant to be, like, like an idiot, isn't he? Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, John Favreau's performance is pretty bad in this. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think it's John Favreau playing John Favreau in comedy exactly. in comedy films. Yeah, like he's a good actor, John oh, Favreau. Hell yeah, yeah. But like he just he's just playing because okay, Foggy Nelson's supposed to be kind of the the uh, this called like the the kind of the dimwit out of the group. You know, yeah, really, yeah. Like, he's meant to be like the sidekick character. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. And it's obviously he's he's done really well in um, Daredevil. Um, the show, but like the same here, it's just like you know, he's going up to Whisk and Fisk and ask him to be a client. You're like, Ugh, yeah, it's an idiot thing. Like, and I mean, obviously, this is this is, I think John Favreau learned from this film not to, how not to make a superhero film, so yeah, that's just that to say as well. Um, but to be honest, I think there's there's I think the only two, the only best part about this, this this film is really Michael Clark Clark Duncan as well. Oh Fist. hell yeah! And oh my God, of course yeah. Colin Farrell's Bullseye. I mean, I'm not gonna uh, lie. I love you. You, you like it? Yeah? I like him as Bullseye because he chooses scenery. Like he knows that it's he knows that it's like he Colin Farrell. <laughs> I'll say he's not really trying. But that's a good thing because he's not trying to make his character serious. He knows his character is a, is pretty, just a, you know, Bullseye. I mean, it's done better, as I said, compared to the TV show. It's done better in a TV show. But mm. for like an early 2000s kind of, uh, you know, secondary villain, it's actually done really well. Yeah. Like, and he's just like, you know, he's just an Irish guy that, that never, never misses, where he misses once. <laughs> But like, it's, you know, I never miss the scene where he's in the the an Irish bar, and he basically just murders a guy in front of everybody with paper clips, and then he you know he goes and then 
he murders a woman on the plane for talking too much. It's so, it's so it's so funny. It's it's so brilliant. And and I know Colin Farrell. He knew okay. This you know this isn't a great movie, but I've got this funny character. I'm just gonna play funny. He's chewing the scenery, and I, <laughs> yeah. I think he's the best part. I feel like he's the best part. And he, even Margaret, I, I I don't know. I, I, I really even Margaret Clark Duncan, like he knows. Yeah. He's, he, you know, he's just, you know, it's... Oh, Michael Clark Duncan, like, I, I love the who, like, aesthetic with him. Like, I love his body language as well. How, yeah. Michael Clark Duncan was a very, like, I think he, he was a very, like, shy sort of, like, actor. But, like, in this, like, he embodies, like, I don't know, like, I, I'm i not sure how to, yeah, like, arrogance and just, he's very debonair as well. Like, yeah. in suit, he is huge. And I think, what was, like... Michael Clark Duncan, like six eight, six nine. He's massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's huge. Yeah, you, know, you see him in like I don't know, like the Green Mile. He's huge. And this was like, uh, a good couple of years after that. But still, like, and I, you know, the the cane is there. So he, he, he is essentially like, I'd say a one to one sort of like adaptation of the comic book uh, character. Like, yeah, but they made him black. So what? But I, I have to disagree about Bullseye. I, I hate it. I, I mean, really? I, I like Colin I Farrell it. as him, but like I hate like the whole like look and it was it was very much like um I, I want to say about this about like the the, the oh whole, no no like, I, I, and... I, I I don't mean that it's like brilliant I wouldn't say it's like one of the best comic book costumes ever on on the screen mm. I like it because it's so just it it's just funny that's the thing yeah I mean like like the rattlesnake. Every time, oh, yeah. with a jacket. It's so it's so brilliant, and and honestly, if they didn't have balls like this, this film would have been like really really yeah. bad. It, it's cool, bad, just, but I don't like the whole like you know like his his um his outfit was meant to be like he had like a bullseye on his on his outfit like the the forehead like part of like the cowl right yeah, but, but they basically just give him like it's like a scar, isn't it like like a brand almost on his head, and you, and you're like oh like what the fuck that's really yeah. weird, but um yeah I I guess. I, I liked his character as a but is is who like the look and feel of the character was I wanna say it was very much like emphasized by like um biker slash like um early noughties like post grunge. Um and I think the Hool film uh, to its detriment is influenced by like the post grunge sort of movement. The the, um, the the two parts in this film are just, just make that it's so brilliant with his character. It's when he's literally riding a bike through the traffic in New York City and he's standing up like in like a T shape, T pose. Exactly. That is yeah. So brilliant. And so when he, I, I don't oh, get it right. So when he says that he never misses, but he misses each car. What do you mean misses each car? Well, he's like dodging and weaving between the traffic and all this stuff, but then. You know, he never misses. So, hmm, suspicious. <laughs> I, 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 the best part is when, like, he literally collects pieces of glass and throws. Oh, it. yeah, yeah, that, that that's, that, that's cool. When, like, he, even like he stacks them up, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I, I have to say, like, I. It was the same with like when they introduced um, Point Dexter in like the series. I really like the sort of like imaginative ways of like he'll he'll use anything as a projectile, and, yeah. and he'll use it with utmost efficiency. Because yeah. he's he's bullseye. Yeah, I I really like that 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 about the kid. I think it's like whoever was in charge of sort of like say writing his like I I don't know like whoever was in charge of saying like oh let's say I have like a really cool like an original like weapon or something. But yeah, like, like different glass and I I I really like the whole. Do you know like his belt buckle had those like little like 
Shurikan, like um, Ninja Star sort of things. Yeah. I really uh, like yeah. those too. Those are really cool. And then, and then he, he runs out, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're like, oh, you know, it's a. And because he meet, he meets his match with Daredevil, you know, like he he's like up against like essentially like a super. I don't know how because he's blind, but I I don't know. I, I I really did like that about the character. But like Bullseye Daredevil in the comics is like it's it's you know it's like the Joker with the Batman in the way it's like obviously the Joker is literally the the opposite yeah antithesis, of the Batman, yeah. and with Bullseye, literally he can throw anything. But and but Daredevil has got super senses, so it mixes yeah. very well. Um, but yeah, I just I feel like Confowl was I, I I think he was yeah I, I enjoyed it because he didn't have to go really serious. Like I feel like that's what you know uh, Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck were doing. It just got a bit oh, kind of like yeah. it felt like they were trying to make be seriousness whilst with with well, Confowl he just did what he wanted to do. Because he knew what that was the character was, and he's he's doing what basically what the script told him to, really. Yeah. He he did, yeah. I I think I'll I think you you've um persuaded me a bit that he he, I I would say like he he did like a lot of like a, a hammy performance, but in a very uh positive way. Yeah, it was very hammy, but um yeah it, it was it was yeah. There's a lot of things wrong with this film, and he wasn't the worst. Let's say. No, I I do think Jennifer Garner is really bad in this film. She's terribly written. I mean, yeah, it's terribly written. It's just her relate her character relationship with with um, Ben Affleck. It's just really just weird. Um, it it's oh my god! It's it's just really it's so dumb. Like. It, <laughs> I, 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 I just, I just, I, I just love it. That she, she thinks like that, like she thinks like Daredevil basically killed him. When I swear she was just there when like yeah. obviously killed the father. It's, it's so, it's, 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 it's so, and it's just a dialogue. It just feels like a hallmark film oh, sometimes. God, yeah, like a Christmas hallmark film, and it's just like, <laughs> okay, not for lie, you know, uh... Electra and Matt Modog do get into a relationship in. In... Modoc. No, Matt Mur- Matt Murdoch. All oh, right. You can say Modoc. Modoc. Um, that's another comic. Um, Electro Matt Murdoch. Obviously, they're like you know the. I'll say the like the, the Peter Parker to Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. Yeah, that's their thing. Yeah. But this film just really goes ham into like their their <laughs> romance, and obviously they saw the 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 producers and the directors saw. Spider-Man, and they looked at like the kind of relationship between Mary Jane Watson and and um, Pete Parker, and they think this is we need to do this for for Daredevil. But like Sam Raimi does it, does it done so well that like it do, it doesn't seem to be that the whole romance, the whole kind of romance between and the relationship between Pete Parker and Mary Jane doesn't become a distraction. It doesn't stop the movie to a halt. This romance mm-hmm. in this film yeah. stops the movie. It becomes and and they, they they try to recreate the whole kiss in the rain scene from Spider-Man oh, One. Yeah, and it's just like, come oh on, this God. is getting so just again, it's, it's getting so silly. And I I really hate Ben Affleck's stupid like pouting face. Do you know like when he's like he's covered in the rain and he's looking at her and like, we get like this really bad like um, CGI of like her 
you know, her her like face yeah. being like created by the rain. And he's there with like he, he did he did it in all of his like earlier films. We've seen like Armageddon and stuff as well. He's just there, like just and his teeth are like coming out in his mouth, and you're like, ugh, like yeah, it's, it's disgusting. It's just not a kiss, really. Um, <laughs> That's your problem with it. <laughs> no, no. It's just, if you do something like that, you obviously, but like, I'm a, well, it's not a scene where a guy's getting like beaten up, and then she's basically like, yeah, don't go help him, stay with me. And I'm like, that's kind of yeah, that's, that's really kind of weird, actually. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, what, I think as as a kid as well, I was a bit confused by that because you think like, I, I, hang on, like I thought he's a hero. Why is he staying here? Because the Even romance. It... Because romance isn't. Look, every <laughs> comic romance is a core part of comic book movies. It's, yeah, you know, you, know you look, you look at, uh, you know, looking at Spider Man. You're looking at Fantastic Four and all that. It's like it's really important. I'm kind of like it now that romance in comic book movies isn't really that important now. I'd, I'd say it's a bit like shunned upon. Or, or even if there needs to be, um, you know, ro- romance is a part of, say, the it's story the... they're trying to tell. Yeah. It, it, it I, I'd become... say... Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, no carry on with what you're saying. No, I was just going to say that I feel, you know, there needs to be, I don't know, like, believable, like, female characters, at least. Yeah. I think and... that's what Hollywood has learned to its, um, well, you know, eventually, with, like, this and... superhero stuff. And you make kind of whole the romance can develop like really well yeah like, like, naturally, with, yeah. like i mean like the, the romance between mary jane watson p parker last of three three films yeah yeah and when you first meet true, yeah. when you first meet p parker and his relationship with mary jane watson you know that he has a crush on her like and you know this is before you know this has always been it part of the character yeah? Mm. yeah with ben affleck he meets a lecture what like 40 minutes into the film and then it's like he then they start kissing like like literally, like ten minutes later in the film, it's, it just feels so just like it feels so forced, and I don't understand why they need it needed it to be forced. Like I, I think they were they were just trying to you know to appeal to the sort of like oh you know oh Jennifer Gardner's is really attractive. Let's just like yeah it, she can like hold her own, but you know it, she it feels she's like not, she's no match for like you know Daredevil. It feels he's, like he's this, the best. Yeah, it feels like this film they're trying to shove all the characters in the Daredevil comic. So obviously you got they shoved in Matt Murdock. Oh, we need Electra in it as well. Oh, we need also Wilson Fisk. Oh, we need Bullseye. We need Foggy Nelson. We need Ben Urich. You know, we need like Jack Murdock. We need Karen Page in it. And it, it's it's it gets a bit. It's just like, oh, this is, oh, we, sh-, you know, it's kind of like, oh, this is a character. Oh, he's from Daredevil, the comics as well. This character mm-hmm. as well. And it's just like, not a fan of the like in media res beginning. I, I think it's a bit like overdone, I think, in films. So, you, um, you know, what I'm talking about when, um, I, I forget his name, but like the, the priest finds, um, Matt Murdock, like injured in the church. Yeah. And then we get the sort of like, uh, I always used to hate it as a kid. So, like, the, the zoom in on, uh, his eye, and then like he, he's a kid, and you know, like he's getting beaten up, like by bullies and stuff. Oh god, I hate this. One. Literally, most of his film is a flashback. If you think about it, yeah, because it's all flashback to how he got to the top of the church bleeding. Yeah, but what makes it Daredevil the TV show done so well? The flashbacks is they were actually important to like the the the, the small the core plot of each episode. So yeah. you know. 
the 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 second episode of Daredevil episode one where he's getting uh, passed up by um, Rosary Dawson's character, and um, it all goes back to him and the flashbacks of it's a flashback to him and him and his father, and we see the murder of his father. Same thing yeah. with like when Stick appears, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's it's thematic, isn't it? It's showing but also like, that it's he's like always had to deal with this. But also, it's kind of like a lesson Matt learns from it as well. Hmm. It's all and and for that, it, that's how you do flashbacks. You do you do it in a TV show, which fully like develops the characters you go along. You see what they were yeah. before, and they see how they have developed. Yeah, yeah. From the from what what their their plot lot their plot in those flashbacks, yeah. their character and flashbacks. And that's why it's done so well. I feel like Daredevil season one is just brilliant in terms of the flashbacks they use. Yeah, yeah. It's never distracting. It's never there's enough time dedicated to it. But it's not too too long or too short. It's it, yeah. It's really done really yeah. well. But it doesn't detract from the main plot. No, yeah. no. But with this, it's just it's just oh, we need to. It's like a checklist. Oh, we need to have how oh, how he developed his powers. Yeah. Oh, we need to see his father being murdered. Mm. We need to. So, oh, we need. I, to... I think it's like really unnecessary as well. That I'm not sure if it was in the comics, but did the kingpin kill, um, battling Jack Murdoch? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he did. did I, he? No, I don't think he did. No, no. Let me just have a look in like the main like continuity at the moment, but uh, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Kingpin, and I, I really hate that how they always make it so that you know it, it was you know it's it's all about revenge then because he's trying to avenge his father and all this stuff, it's, and it's just like a I don't know like a boring just like you know he has to get revenge against um against the guy who you know wronged him when he was a kid and all of that's happened is because of him and all this stuff. Yeah, let me just see. It's ba- it is battling Jack, isn't it? Yeah, battling Jack. I really need to like go back and reread like the um, the Man Without Fear and stuff because I, I really like uh, Daredevil's outfit and those. Oh, we, we can talk no, about the outfit. No, it's um, it's um, it's not. Um, it's like a mobster, right? It's not a mobster kingpin. called uh, Vosso Sweeney. Mm. Yeah. See, so it. Yes, it's just like a um, say a mid-level sort of like mobster. It's not the kingpin, but it shows that you know his father was a victim of this system of injustice. Yeah. So it doesn't matter that he wasn't the main antagonist of like this film that we're focusing on. It shows that Daredevil resolves to cut you know the the, the, the head off the snake. He, he tries to solve the problem, you know, by um. By going to the very top, that's what it's meant to be about. Uh, and, but... and in return, he fails and realizes that you know he can't just go straight you know, and attack like this great evil. He needs to you know get allies. He needs to find you know like friendships along the way. That's what it's meant to be about. It's it, it the way kind of he defeats Kingpin and says, "Oh, I'm I'm not going to kill you. I'm not the bad guy." The amount of time he says, "I'm not the bad guy in this," I'm mean, like, "Okay, you get it." But also, then you actually got a guy cut in half by a train earlier. Oh, yeah. if that didn't happen, then I would, I would, I would be quite right. But yeah, but I'm I'm not gonna lie. I really like um the the swift transit. I know it's weird. I like the swift transition. I mean, this this criminal. Daredevil knows that he's guilty, but you know, by using his super senses or whatever, so he knows that he is guilty of the crime, and then he goes to like essentially like you know celebrate by getting pissed in like this like very very early noughties of like underground like club or something. 
Yeah, it, it, it's, it's very early north. It's trying to be it? so matrixy, isn't it? It's just like exactly. Yeah. yeah, I I'd even go so far as to say like the superhero outfits. You know, like the the sort of like <laughs> the tight like leather outfits is pretty much like matrix. I'm not right? gonna lie, the sound the sound design the the sound juice in that scene is awful. Like um, in the way he's fighting all his, all his thugs in the in the um, in that bar. Uh, uh, yeah, I say I say the editing's pretty shit. Too. It's really bad. Um. I one sound design that sticks out for me that I really like. I remembered it from my first viewing actually when I, you know, when I used to watch it as a kid. Was you know when um, Matt is like in hospital and he's like he's just woken up from his accident, yeah. and the, the 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 bell tolls of the church calms him. I really like like the reverberations of the the bell, how it how it drowns out the other sounds. It, it balances it out. Yeah, I really like that, and that that visual as well. I really like, but it's a diamond in a, a massive pile of shit. <laughs> I can't really pick out like anything else. You know the guy that's um, obviously the whole point of the mobs to being free, and then they're never going after him, and you know defeating him. It's basically it's it's an introduction to the character as a, as a fighter. Yeah, you know, as a vigilante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an introduction to him. And then move on to like the big threat, like the big exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. And obviously, the guy who plays him is obviously named after Joe Quesada. He's obviously a comic. There's so many like names in this film based on um, right comic writers, like Jack Kirby. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got um, Jack Kirby got played by you know, Kevin Smith and stuff like that. Um, and the guy, oh who my plays, god, yeah, <laughs> the guy who plays. Um, uh, Joe's uh, Quesada. Uh, his name is by his name is Paul Ben Victor. And I love this guy because he always plays mobsters in films. Like if you watch like a lot of mobster stuff, or if you do a crime, like dramas or you know films and stuff, he's always in it. <laughs> God, <laughs> so it, it's literally it's, it's literally just it's so like character like actor based you know like well, what's the word you call it like um yeah character acting or a typecasting typecasting oh so... yeah i know you're all about yeah ben Urich. so oh no it's not no it's, no, it's um, um uh, paul, paul ben victor that's yeah it. joe um ben Urich, like joe pantoliano i really like him acting <laughs> i do like him as well in this in... i'm not too sure though he was really good in um i think this is following no he's still is it this is uh i think he was in sopranos around this time yeah and he's like a he's a he's a brilliant character in sopranos like yeah i i don't know like his voice is very um i don't know what it is he's very yeah like um he's a character actor too but um uh, frank miller apparently had a, a cameo i can't remember seeing him or I love how, I, I, I love how uh, Ben Urich works for the, the New York Post because the Day Bugle, obviously the rights of Day Bugle are owned by Sony oh, yeah. Pictures. I like that. Back oh. then where everything was separated between, between all the studios and you could not like have oh, this. You couldn't have this in it because the studio owned that rights and stuff like that. Um, I forgot that uh, Mark uh, Margolis is in this as Eddie Fallon. Is he? Oh my no, god, yeah. No, Mark Magolis. Yeah, the... um, uh, Hector Salamanca. Yeah, yeah. Ring, ring the bell Hector. Yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> nice. I, I, I used love to, it. Do you know when, when Breaking Bad first came out, I used to call him Ding Ding? 
It, uh, uh, yeah, that's actually. I used to funny. have like nicknames for all of them. There was like Tweedledum and Tweedledee for the the twins. My God, those twins are are like brilliant because they're just so menacing and they and they literally synchronized in all of their. They synchronized. They yeah. walk into a place and you know, like, oh God, there we go. Because when when I watched Better Saw and they they appeared in like the first their first appearance, Better Saw. Yeah. I was like, okay, I know he's gone from Breaking Bad. I was like, oh, here we go. Now the twins have been sent. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! This is you know, this is where shit comes down. Oh my god! Um, um, but don't you think the who like um, classical, like you know, ah, Italian American mobsters that was done like really bad? Yeah, it be- it becomes like it becomes so stereotypical, isn't it? Like, I wouldn't even call it corny. I would just call it this like lazy, just like oh yeah, we need to make them like vaguely gangstery, you know. Oh, it's so like this early noughties like aesthetic I hate. Should we talk about the early naughty soundtrack that it's using? Oh my god, right, yeah. So um you know, Evanescence, Nickelback, like oh my god. There's it, always it, a, wasn't it Nickelback song at the end of like Spider Man One? I swear there's like Spider Man One. There is a Nick no there, there's this um, there's this Nickelback song at the end of Spider Man One. I'm not I'm not too sure. It's one <laughs> at the end of this. And I'm not gonna lie, some the use of the songs in this film is just so just random. It's like, well, it's it's basically just contemporary music, you know. No, but like it's a, just it's just so, to like the mass audience. It's, it's the, the worst one is, is obviously the uh, when oh, um well, when it's the, the funeral scene, and I'm just like apparently um Nickelback uh, they played Hero in Spider Man. Yes, and it's, it's a Nickel it's a Nickelback song. This one music from and inspired by Spider Man. So hang on, Nickel. What was the name of the Nickelback song in this? Uh, oh, Learn the hard way, apparently. <laughs> I just remember like Evanescence, you, like uh, wake me up of just like <laughs> of just Electra, just like training, and she's you know, cutting open like the bags film, of sand and stuff. That Terrible. film back then, yeah. back of his time, was actually really like very popular, and now it's just such a meme. Like it's just yeah, it's just like. <laughs> I I'm think just... it's because like people have grown out of the who like uh the emo aesthetic. Yeah, and emo people, yeah. People just mean emo emo and go people now, that's the thing. Oh, uh, like the whole grunge style and screaming yeah. stuff is, comes like a meme now. Yeah, that that seems awful. Like it's just it no, it's just like why? It's like no, you have music in, in films. It has to be done in a way that kind of relates to the plot. It just feels so random. It's like someone just put it in there, and they could not, they didn't have the, they could didn't have the time or the money to remove it, and it's just stuck there. Like it just feels like someone's dumped it there, like by accident. Like <laughs> it's it's, nice. it's 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 you know it's literally just it's absolutely awful. Like, yeah, it's pretty shit. It's absolutely. It's obviously it's one of the worst mo- uh, movie soundtracks. Ever I've ever heard. Um, oh God! I'd say it's probably yeah, aged the worst. It's just oh my God, it's just cringe-inducing, terrible. Sorry, and also of, like, and, 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 I, I, I love I love the how like Stanley obviously you see Stanley's cameo. He's the he's yeah. the pedestrian that young Matt Murdock stops walking in front of a car. Like see that that's pretty fun. I like that. It's pretty fun. But he also hated this film. He said it was it was just a tra- it was just a depressing film. Really, it is because it is really depressing film because Matt Murdock he obviously loses his father. He's blind. He he you know he loses his you know his romance. You know um, his um, 
his girlfriend. Yeah, she dies. Basically, in a weird way, he's revealed his, his you know, he's revealed his identity to Wilson Fisk, and he expects Wilson, he puts Wilson Fisk in prison. Is this, is this such a boring film? There's no kind of light at the end of the tunnel for this. Mm. It starts off depressing, and it ends depressing. There's no kind of development. Like, you get what I mean? It's like, yeah. it, it, it's like, I, I don't, you don't know what Matt Murdock learns from this film. He doesn't learn anything. And, oh, he, and, he learns that Electra survived somehow. That's all he no, learns. But it's, it, yeah, and it, it's... I never used to get that as a kid, by the way. I used to I used to hate that so much. I was like, what, so she's alive somehow? <laughs> she died. It's it's like... Um, it's like, oh, I've learned now not to basically not be the bad guy and kill people. But it's like... It's, it's no development development on there. I mean, what uh, what Daredevil does so well, especially in season two, which it it has Daredevil kind of struggling between, you know, the going towards being a vigilante and being a crime fighter. Like, mm, yeah. and uh, one of my favorite scenes in the show is the whole, you know, the philosophical discussion between him and um, uh, the Punisher on the rooftop. Like the yeah. whole discussion because. Daredevil doesn't can't doesn't want to kill, but he knows that if he keeps if he lets Wilson Fisk live, he knows that he's put himself in danger, and Wilson Fisk can, can get out. He knows that he knows the whole justice system is corrupt. Yeah, and yet then you and then you have then you have Frank Castle who goes after people who murders who murders his family. Uh, it's 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 done so well in the show with it. It just it just, just doesn't. There's no development at all. Yeah, it's pretty shit. It's absolutely awful. Like, I, I'd um, say it's indefensible. There is, n- I'd say like no. a lot of yeah, like, these uh, right. qualities. There's no like redeeming qualities whatsoever. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, I mean, have you? Did you know about the uh, director's cut for this film? I've heard of it, but I've never like outwardly gone so, to watch it. So the director's cut. Um, we got. Going the director's cut. Yeah, there's, 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 there's a director's cut. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's like a half an hour long and stuff. It was half an hour longer. Um, let me see if I can get it. It's, uh... So what do you think of the who, like, uh, like Matt Murdock sort of just, yeah, yeah, he sleeps in a coffin. He's got all those sort of, like, different, like, currencies and stuff and how isn't like he opens like the like door to his lair by um like he has like that safe doesn't he yeah and he, he literally like stops it basically you know, by sound that could have been really cool if it was done right but i don't know i feel like <laughs> they, they lean too much in the sort of like oh he's undead you know and like he's just living life you know he's not living he's like in a purgatory sort of state it's just they try to do the whole like religious symbolism thing, and it failed really badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, this um, the director's cut was like thirty minutes longer, and it had like a side. Apparently, people say the director's cut is makes it home a bit better. Uh. Um, but I haven't watched the director's cut. Uh, but <laughs> apparently, there's a, there's a side, there's a side plot with Coolio, and he's been framed for murder he didn't commit. Coolio. Jesus. So yeah, Coolio plays this this this, uh, this guy, 
Uh, but it's interesting because it looks up what it looks a lot more of like what Mad Modok does, but when he's not Daredevil, which I think okay. is quite in, is quite interesting. Yeah. Well, that could have been useful in you know <laughs> developing his character. I guess I know, I know, but they cut they cut that out. It's just it just make it just makes it just yeah. I mean, at least then you can have a bit kind of at least it's, you can look at that film and think okay, it's not perfect, but you know, I think if you added this. It's like with Suicide Squad, they added in the stuff that was taken out. It would have made the film a little bit better, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, I guess. Same with Justice League. Like, so I don't think we're ever gonna. We're not. Well, we always got a director's cut with Daredevil. I think came on DVD, so you know, just no release. But that was that was that was, cut, a so. that was a one off. That was a. I think um, the, uh, release the, the Mark Stephen. <laughs> Release the Mark Stephen Johnson uh, cut. <laughs> oh yeah, let's do that. I, I, I'm just trying to think of the like. I hate like the whole look and feel of this film. I do. It's pretty bad. It's trying to copy so much while actually bringing anything new of its own. That's the thing. Yeah. It's basically what it's what literally what the producers looked at and be like, this is. This is done well because of this. This is done well because of that. Let's just shove it in, and yeah, and, it I think did and didn't. This is um, a good example of yeah, like designed by committee. Yeah, you know, oh, we've got to have this and this and this, you know, to, to be success, to be a successful like comic book film and all this crap. Ugh. I'm trying to think of like, I don't know, like obviously you know, like the CGI is like aged like pretty badly. <laughs> it's nearly like twenty years old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jesus, it's 19 years old. I, I, mean, I, I, I love I, I how when this film, it kind of, because Ben Affleck was in this film, I think he won a Razzie for this film, uh, and it yeah. didn't do well. But people were so pissed off when he was casted as Batman for Batman vs Superman. Yeah, and I think that's unfair. You know that was unfair, really. But it's all about judge... it's all it's 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 again when we come to actors, it's all about script yeah. and the dialogue. And yeah, well, yeah, like well, look at Colin Farrell. You know, look at look at him in this, and then look at him. I don't know, like in say in Bruges or like the Killing of a Sacred Deer or, or mm. the Batman. He, he's phenomenal, and yeah, like look at like the, the the cards he was dealt in this. Yeah, he's not the worst part, but. Jennifer Garner, her career like su- suffered because of this. Yeah, I mean, oh, uh, Marco Clark Duncan's. Always, I mean, Marco Clark Duncan. He did really well in uh, Green Mile, but I feel like the films after that was just kind of like he was just there. Uh, it sounds really bad. Like, well, yeah, like he he was in um, T- Tallulah Nights with. Um, you know, the Will Ferrell kind of... Um... Oh, Taladega Nights. Taladega yeah, Nights. Yeah. Where's Taladega Nights come from? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the top of my head. Like, yeah, he was um, using Sin City as well. It feels, oh, like, this, huh. it feels like this film was, was trying to copy Sin City, but since he came out after this film, it's very it, weird. It's it's just... Whereas, like, you know, Sin City is also based off... Um, I think it's Frank Miller as well, right? Yeah. 
the look and feel of this sort of like you know a darker sort of like you know, like vigilantes and crime organized crime in a you know in a city where the authorities are all corrupt is it's a same you know vein whereas sin city did it very well because i mean partly i said well part, mostly due to the sort of like unique aesthetic that it, it went for that it was sort yeah. of like more of um a faithful um aesthetic like Ad- adaptation based on yeah. visuals whereas this it's just yeah it's just bland cinematography is just bland there's nothing there no it, it, it in in a way it tries to make itself too dark as well yeah yeah i don't know why but the way it's how it's shot at night really just puts me off it just doesn't feel mm. real and that sounds a bit weird saying well, that, the lighting's like, the lighting's bad yeah 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 it's and uh, yeah, this film is really bad. Ian is talking about it still. It's just really bad. Um, anything you want to say about this film? It's obviously it's going to be quite a short film uh, <laughs> review. Uh, anyways, um, but like, um, I'm, I'm sort of glad that this is like my final thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of really glad that they decided, you know, to give Daredevil another chance. Yeah. And by doing the series, because it shows that yes, this can be done right. And it can be beloved, but you know, by a large group of uh, people, and people can look back on it and and see like now that this is some, this is something you know this is how it's not meant to be done. Yeah. But if anything, you know, like, so what's the director's name? Like, he, he, in a way, this is like a parable, really, of like, how, yeah, how he, not to make Mark fun. Stephen Johnson, but he also directed Ghost Rider. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I I much prefer Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider though. It's still not great, but no, no. It yeah, you don't like it. This is fan. This is you could tell. This is definitely one like a bad. You could you could tell this is a very typical two thousands yeah cliche superhero movie that just did not do well. And I don't. I wouldn't say that the Spider Man trilogy, the Raimi ones, or the X Men ones are cliche. No, because no, I, really, I wouldn't say it's comparable. No, because the when I say cliche is really just that these films are cliche because they're copying it. Like yeah. the whole kind of the, the the hero posing on the rooftop or the hero just you know uh con- you know standing in the rain and stuff like that. Oh, it's a bit cliche, but like I think it's just cliche because this sh- this film doesn't add anything new to the formula. Yeah, I'd say um, especially when you you're meant to have a character say like you know oh you know he's dramatically posed on like the yeah the rooftop. For a brooding character like something like, say, you know, Batman or um, Daredevil, it's it fits. You know, it is yeah. iconic because it was part yeah. of like the, the look and feel of the yeah. actual character. Yeah, and then you have like, say, Spider Man. He does it, but it's more of like, um, he's, you know, he's being vigilant and he's being like a, a heroic by doing it, and, I, and that's very different. But again, it's iconic to his character. But yeah, like to this, I think. I'd I'd say stuff like that, like visuals associated with the character, have been maligned because of how bad the film was. Yeah, and the way that it kind of they use kind of uh, blindness in this film, it doesn't. Ugh, yeah, it, it's it's really it's really hard when you obviously because a lot of people will relate to Spider Man, but not a lot of people relate to you know Dead Dead Matt Murdock because of you know unless you're blind, then you relate to it. But if you like. You wouldn't say that if you watch this film and be like, Matt Murdock is a better man, it's a great Matt Murdock. Because I feel like it's just a cliche of blind people. Like, it doesn't really... 
don't know. It doesn't really. I think it's done in quite the stereotypical way, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it, 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 I think I'd say the the um, the um, performance is very uh, lackluster and bare bones yeah. because yeah. you know they'll have um, Foggy lets Matt put his hand on his shoulder to guide him out of like the the, the courthouse and stuff. It's just bare bones. It's just oh, it's just to remind the audience. Um, yeah. Just remember now, guys, that Matt Murdock is blank, okay? Just just keep that in mind. It's, it's just that. Whereas, you know, like in, say, the Daredevil TV, again, we're comparing it. Uh, we're comparing it to the TV series because it's done so much better. Mm. The, in, the, in the show, they'll just do that. But it's just like in the background. It's not, it's not brought up at all unless yeah. it's absolutely necessary. When, yeah. you know, in the show when Matt is like, um, he's snooping out a sort of like um, organized crime sort of thing. And he's pretending, he's pretending to be a drunk um, party goer from like a, a, one of the floors downstairs. So then when the guard he tries to prove that he's blind by look, at, he shines a light in his eyes. His eyes don't react, and you yeah. think, oh, oh shit, yeah, that's right. Like because he's blind, his eyes don't yeah. work. So in a way, like Matt is is using that to his advantage, but only you know it only, it's only brought up yet yeah, when the plot say demands it. Whereas this, it's just. Wow, like look how cool Daredevil is. He's blind, but he's not blind. He's a superhero. It's just it's, it's crap. It's, it's yeah. crap. Yeah. You're bang on the buck there. I'm kind of glad that yeah, like Ben Affleck was he, he managed to um vindicate himself. Well, his his career especially. He's not a bad actor. No. Um, no he's just no. been in bad films. <laughs> yeah. Made some bad decisions. Yeah. Um but yeah, um so how would you, um, yeah, for this, um, for this installment of Jogacino's Nine, how would you rate? Uh, I love it called Jogacino's Nine, where we don't even get drunk and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's our time, it's our, it's our schedule, so you know, we're always we're, we're busy boys, anyways. What, what would you, what would you rate this film? Uh, three out of ten. I would give this, um, I'll say. This film is not what would, like I don't know, I can't remember what I gave um the last airbender. I think I give it like a zero Same. or something. I think I must have given it like a one or two or something. Okay, I'll give this film I'll say a three. Yeah, I'll give it a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'd say it it's like it's not unbearable, is it? No, it's it's at least you know. watchable. It's not unbearable because I I really do like it. I it's cringy, like but it's villain. It's cringy, but it's watchable. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I, I like a good villain, so it's like when you see like you know uh, Michael Clark Duncan's the, uh, the Kingpin, it it just works. You know, it, mm. it's a it's a, a in a way. I wish we saw more of him. Really, exactly. Yeah, we should have had more of him. Yeah, yeah. Because really, he doesn't really show. You know, he he well, he lets he lets his men do all the work for yeah. him. Or, or in this one, like in, in this film, what it should have been was we see like we have a hint towards the kingpin because he's Daredevil's. Like he, you know, like the, the sort of like the ground level superheroes. He is their version of Thanos. So you can't just bring him in. Imagine like in the first Iron Man, they brought in Thanos. How stupid would that have been? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's what I think of this film. Is you can't just bring in, you know, the kingpin and just defeat him in this series. You can't. Uh, so, sorry, in this film, you can't do it. Should there have been Bullseye's main villain, and then yeah, Bullseye yeah. be beat, defeated, locked up yeah. in the uh, Riker Island, and then in a cell next to him is like Kingpin, who is just like. Uh, um, 
<laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe like I, I like the whole thing of like Daredevil trying to put him in prison. I, I like that plot from the comics. And, and then in turn, that the whole reason why Daredevil put him in prison is because Daredevil is that's why Kingpin wants his revenge against him. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I like that. So I don't know. I, I just wished, yeah, we had more of him. You know, it was just we, more, we should have more had more, 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 more of that kind of conflict between Matt Murdock and Kingpin. Yeah. And Daredevil and Wilson, you know, Kingpin should have done that because I don't know. It feels like Bullseye was just, you know, it's kind of like, oh, this is the the the, the other boss you got to find, and then he gets the yeah. big boss, and then you get the big boss. You're like, okay, but you kind of want to see more of the big boss actually but it fighting. Is not yeah, though, is it? like he, he no. you know, Daredevil almost dies fighting uh, Kingpin, and then oh no, he's just strong enough to fight the Kingpin. Then yeah, ah. <sighs> God's sake! Is it, yeah, the, the writings. I I I have mentioned it already, but the writings absolute shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very very bad. Um, yeah. So I'm thank an you. outlaw. No, 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 that song. That song is so cringe. <laughs> I, I I I I love it when um. <laughs> when... One of the search results is Daredevil 2003 Kingpin song. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. <sighs> I think my favorite scenes are just the ones with Bullseye just throwing stuff. Yeah, like he he, he throws he, you know he he throws stuff at one of the olives. In, um, oh yeah, yeah, that, that is funny. I like the introduction scene is pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie with yeah, you just like he, <laughs> he, he most... just put, puts all of those paper clips in that guy's throat. Oh, that another, is, that another is disgusting. And another thing that's pretty bad is the um, Dutch angles in this film. Oh, Christ. Bad. yeah, yeah. No, Dutch angles just don't work. I don't know why. I just don't agree. With Dutch well, angles. when when it's done well, you know, like with like psychological thrillers or like a sense of like disorientation. Yeah, yeah. I've still got a big fan. And even I'm then, so... very like maybe, few and far between. Maybe I just watched Bad for the Earth and that's put me off Dutch, Dutch angles and everything. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, f- thank you everyone for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed listening to us ramble on today about. Uh, um, Grungy two thousand songs, pseudo cliches, <laughs> and uh, blind vigilantes. Um, as of course I said earlier, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and on our personal accounts. Plus, follow us on numerous platforms you are on, including Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google, Overcast, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts. Uh, with you know, we're still doing a lot more uh, comic book uh, content coming up. We, um. We've got Moon Knight uh, season final this Wednesday coming up. So we're doing a review on that. And then Doctor Strange is coming out. So we'll be talking all about Doctor Strange. That's going to be a big one for us. And then we're finishing off um, May with talking about Halo, which has got comic books based on it. So that kind of relates. So, uh, yeah, actually, I'm not bad. Halo, the last episode wasn't that bad. Yeah. That's what's I, meant I, to be, though. I, That's what's I, meant to be like. I hope it doesn't. I hope it's going on. It's going the right. Like, okay, it's not supposed to be a perfect show. It's not supposed to be like really the expanse quality. Yeah. But at least it's kind of. I just don't want it to be bad. At least it's like, be as good as it can be. That's that's basically what I mean. So yeah. So thank you everybody. Make sure to follow, like, share, and a review, and have a good bank holiday uh, weekend. And we'll see you. Well, by the time I release release it, it will be end of the holiday. <laughs> Anyways, um, and we'll see you on the next Hobby Coffee Cast. Bye.